1: Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. My name is Sharon Hennepin. I'm a 25-year breast cancer survivor. I'm a certified life coach coach and also the co-founder of Breast Friends. Um, I also am the author of my new book, Thriving Beyond Cancer. Becky is off today. She is traveling and speaking around the country. We're so excited that she has the opportunity to do those kind of things. And um, today we're actually going to be talking about a really important topic the financial impact of cancer on families, and some of the possible solutions that uh, we've come up with. So, But before we do that, I just want to take a moment because hopefully you've noticed I've been gone for a while. (laughs) Um, Basically what's happened is I've actually taken some time off to do some traveling to really enjoy the summer. And so, I am thrilled to be back, but at the same time, I just wanted to make sure that people really understand how important taking time for yourself is. And none of us know when our time is up, and so we can't put things off until tomorrow. It's important to do what's good and important to you Um when you have that opportunity. And sometimes you have to make that opportunity. Time is one of those resources that's not renewable. And, uh, you know, if you are tired, you can go to bed and maybe the next morning you'll wake up and you'll feel better and you'll have more energy. Time's not like that. Once that 24-hour period is gone, you cannot recapture it. So, That would be my message for today, to make sure that you use every day uh, that you're on this earth to your advantage and um, for your well-being. So with that, our guest today is Nancy Novak. She's the founder of Nancy's List. Nancy was diagnosed with stage four ovarian cancer on April 29, 2004. It had metastasized to her liver and she was treated at Stanford Comprehensive Cancer Center. She's been cancer-free for over 14 years, which, whoa, that's just amazing. So we're thrilled to hear that. And she's a, a clinical psychologist with a focus on psychotherapy. Her specialty is working with cancer patients and their loved ones. And in 2006, Nancy created Nancy's list to support those living with cancer and their loved ones especially in the much needed area of financial resources. So, we're just excited to have you Nancy. Welcome.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: So, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience a little bit? Tell us your story, kind of some background, that sort of thing.
2: Yes, um I'm one of those uh, wonderful stories that we don't hear enough of, I suppose. Uh, I was treated at Stanford. I was diagnosed in California where I was living. And I think my whole project of Nancy's List came into being because I, well, I sat through many, many, many chemo sessions at Stanford, and I often spoke with the patients in the infusion center. Um, cancer provokes many things, and one of the most interesting rewards of having cancer is the immediate intimacy that develops between patients. Mm-hmm. And the, pa- the patients I met and their families, they were kindred spirits, and they inspired me and changed forever my purpose and my passion.
1: Isn't that they funny how cancer with can
2: their do that? And uncertainties <laughs> about living and dying, but they were very very concerned about their financial resources or the lack thereof.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. Shall I go on? Yeah, go ahead, honey. I'm just commenting.
2: They worried about their employment. They worried about uh, losing their incomes, their jobs. They worried about being able to pay for basic living expenses. Some spoke of having the dreadful choice of choosing between taking medications and continuing in treatment or in contrast to supporting their families and putting food on the table. Yeah. So even if they had insurance, they just were, were poorly equipped to understand how that would work and how that would cover all their treatment costs. Um, it went on and on and on. And Sometimes they withheld the truth from their doctors when they didn't take their pills because they couldn't afford to take their pills. Mm -hmm. So I began, I mean, I spent a lot of time in that infusion center and I began to have relationships with these people. And I also worried about how their stress levels would affect the possibility of their recovery. And my greatest fear is people would die if they didn't get their treatments, and if they didn't have resources to support them getting their treatments, then this would make a real difference. And uh, it, my sense is that the strain of being in financial stress is really gets in the way of healing process, mm-hmm. and we need to address this, and it's, it's, it's something that I think more and more people are talking about. Um, And I needed to go look for solutions. So, Nancy's list originally was to be a list of financial resources. That was in 2006. And clearly, my project has morphed into many different aspects of the emotional healing of people with cancer. Mm -hmm. But now I've come full circle back to really focusing and finding solutions for this issue. That's amazing. So, financial issues?
1: Yeah, I was just going to ask yeah. you, you know, in, in your case, you were um, diagnosed with metastatic disease, which generally means that you're on some sort of treatment forever. Um, so are you mm-hmm. on other types of treatment right now? Or are you one of the very fortunate ones? I am on
2: nothing. I, oh, I have never that's had amazing. That's amazing. I am on no medications. I mean, I'm the poster child for Stanford, and that's the best identity I could come up with. Um, yeah. I agree, so, and and to but, me that you know, what that tells me, Sherry, that, it's it's ongoing treatment, it's the cost of clinical trials. These are prohibitive for so many people.
1: Right, right, and it's amazing to me, you know, the fact that you were stage four ovarian cancer, which is again even even more unusual for you to get a complete response like that from your from your. Treatment, So I just want to make sure people understand that, that you were stage four and you had a complete response. So that's that's fabulous. So so when when you were dealing with your own financial issues, how how did that make you feel?
2: Well, you know, I'm, I mean, so many people have asked me how I handled this diagnosis and how I got through it. And I think I was blessed in many, many ways. And uh, I was blessed by having an amazing oncologist who believed in me, who, who we shared a mutual trust, and who really cared about my physical as well as my emotional well-being. I think that's a, a super gift that happened for yes, me. for sure. But I had a fancy PPO with Blue Shield, and I assumed that was sufficient. I had no idea. I had, was so innocently Happily innocent about the cancer cost and, uh, it did not cover many of my expenses. I mean, I, you're, you know, you're allowed a a certain number of CTs a year or you're allowed whatever. My issue that kept coming up is that I had deficiency in my white cell count. So I, I flunked the test to take chemo several times at the beginning. And so that required me to do one of two things go down to Stanford from where I lived in in Marin County, which was two, two hours at least each way, every 12 hours for 10 days after chemo to get shot up with a drug that would boost my white cell count. That was pretty unlikely because that's too much. Every 12 hours, couldn't do it. So what I asked instead is if they would cover me if I shot myself up at home, if I went to a local cancer center, if I had a friend who was a hematologist, oncologist, shoot me up. No. They would not cover any of those. They would only cover going down to Stanford. Wow. So that's where my drama hit the fan, you know. um, I... I had never asked about the cost of treatment. There was no financial advisor who ever walked into my room or made an appointment with me to talk about anything. And I received a bill for a six-figure bill for these Oh, my shocks. gosh. And, <laughs> and I'm not kidding about that. I was, just, I was just shocked. I mean, I was shocked, and I'm shooting up, you know. It's like, whoa. <laughs> so... I was fortunate enough to own a part of my home and I took out a second mortgage and that was terrific. I felt really gleeful that I could pay for my treatment but I had to pay it back, you know, and obviously I didn't have the energy to work full-time or do anything close to that. So that was a, a stressor, a definite stressor. And then I learned the things that I want to pass on to everyone. You know, when the dreadful moment came... When I had exceeded the amount of my second mortgage, um, I very belatedly negotiated with Stanford. Mm-hmm. It was so very simple. And I want to pass that on to people. You can negotiate these things. You can negotiate Good. your co You can negotiate medications. We'll talk about that in a bit. I negotiated with Stanford. I said, I don't have any more money. Um, and she asked me to send her three simple things like a tax return or a 1099 or something like that. And she said, you'll never receive another bill from Stanford. Wow. Um, and I haven't, you know, and I didn't. And that was such an enormous relief. Um, I just feel like people need to know that there's, uh, there are possibilities that you can get in, a tremendous amount of help. But they don't right. tell you these things. Hospitals don't go and send you a notice, so you can negotiate your fee. You know, right,
1: <laughs> right. <something like> <laughs> well, they they want well, as much money as they can. I get that, but again, for for the the general Joe, um, you know, that's a lot of money. I can't even imagine get getting a bill for, you know, a six figure bill. That just blows me away. But you're right. Cancer treatment is very, very expensive, and all the peripheral this, stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, this was at the beginning of that drug, I believe. So they were doing all the expenses of research, you know, being passed on to the patient.
1: Sure. Makes Um,
2: sense. They eventually came out with another drug that you would take one time after your chemo the next day. And I did that, too. And that drug was cost $16,000 a shot. However, since I was taking that at Stanford... I the, the, uh, Blue Shield picked it up. Mm, mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> and now that, that drug fast? is very, very, you know, affordable, but still those prices are so obscene. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, they really are. So, so when you decided so, to do something about this, uh, what did you do and how did you come up with the idea for Nancy's List?
2: Okay, let me just tell you one more thing about this that I want people to know. Okay. I was counseling. I'm a, I'm a therapist. So I was counseling a, a patient with uh, a young young patient who was going through treatment who had no money. And she got this huge bill at University of California. She brought me this bill. It was it was awful. And I said, "Okay, try this. Go into the administrative office, the financial office with this bill in hand and say, "I can't do this. I will pay you $5 for the rest of my life." a month for the rest of your life. And you know what? They accepted it. Oh, wow. Okay. I want people to know that. I really do. It may not happen every time, but it certainly is worth knowing. And many of these hospitals, especially the bigger ones, have funds to take care of stuff like that.
1: Okay. That's great to know. That's a great tip. Um, and, and again, part of that is probably swallowing a little bit of pride. Um, I'm sure when you realized your amazing insurance still didn't cut it, um, mm-hmm. you probably felt a little bit, um, I don't know, how did you feel? I, I would have felt silly, I think, because scared. I didn't know that.
2: Scared, scared, scared. You know, I mean, I thought it was my responsibility to pay for my treatment. I think that most of us feel that way. Sure. Um, and we assume a lot when we get a fancy insurance policy or any insurance policy, but there's—they find every single way that they can not to cover you sometimes. And you know, nobody can afford the the extraordinary expenses of all these scans and all the all the radiation treatments. Everything is is extraordinarily out of range. Exactly. Um, I speak with someone regularly who's on clinical trials and the cost of his medications which are not covered by the clinical trials are are out of out of hand you know and it's like do i stop taking the drugs because i can't afford them right um, right
1: and again it's not just those that are metastatic either this is this is just first line treatment in some cases is yeah. very expensive yeah. and again may may deplete whatever savings or and again, like you said, you know, a lot of people are paycheck to paycheck. And so when they can't work full time or they can't work at all, uh, mm-hmm. what do they do? You know, so that's, these are huge, huge well, issues right. when you're that's talking about. My heart
2: about, breaks because yeah. they they can't do. And the, the fear that they are really struggling emotionally and with the stress mm-hmm. and the worry about themselves and the family and, you know, Some people have even tried suicide because they don't want to burden the families with their disease. I can imagine.
1: Well, we have two minutes before our first break, but I just wanted to tell, uh, find out what exactly, um, how did you come up with this idea though of, of Nancy's list?
2: Well, part part of what I said uh, was a response to these people I talked to in the Mm -hmm. nutrition room and, Mm -hmm. and knew that, I was a resourceful person, I knew how to do some things and I was gonna find help for them. And right. uh one of my first experiences after this after I was completing treatment, I think it was I called the patient advocate foundation and I told them what my experience was and they said to me, which also knocked my socks off, is if I had called them while I when I was Told that I had to do these shots, they would have found the money for me oh, um, to pay for the shots.
1: Don't you love and,
2: that? Yeah, so write that one down. That's a big one as a yeah. first go-to place because they do that. That's what they do. And, and what, what, was it,
1: uh, what was it called again? Uh, the, the patient
2: advocate, patient advocate foundation. I think it's in okay. New Jersey.
1: Okay, good. Um, good to know.
2: That's on my website that we'll talk about in a second. But I want to tell people that before you get into really deep trouble, the help is out there, but you have to make the call.
1: Great, great. Well, Nancy, we need to take a short break. So stay with us. Okay. We'll be back in a minute.
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. For Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio, visit BreastFriends.org and contribute today.
4: When was the last time you felt
3: You are tuned
0: into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to our program. We've been talking about the financial impact of cancer, of a cancer diagnosis and the treatment with our guest, Nancy Novak, who is the founder of Nancy's List. So if I was to recap that first segment, I would say there's help out there. But our job as patients and advocates and uh, maybe even the friends and family is to actually talk about it sooner than later. Is that is that about right?
2: I think it's, uh, totally right. Thank you for saying that. And, you know, what I suggest to the patients that I that I work with is at, from the very beginning, everyone wants to help you, right? You know, how can I help? I may help if they have a support team. And right. if they don't, we have an idea. Um, find somebody on that team who's very resourceful and will take over the financial end of your of your experience who will do the work, who will work out with the insurance company, who really take that on because the patient's not going to be able to do that. And oftentimes family members don't have the energy I mean, to, to really cope with that part of the healing process. So if you can identify somebody in your support team who is willing to take on this daunting task, uh, it would be so very helpful. Oh, what a blessing that would be. A, What a
1: blessing that I said. What a blessing that would be, you know, to have somebody actually take that off your plate and be able to um, handle that well, and and so
2: you don't have to worry about it. Oh my goodness. And if that's not, if that person isn't in your world yet, um, I would suggest making a relationship or having someone on your team. Making a relationship with the financial assistance program at your cancer center. They do have them. They don't always show up at your door and talk to you, but they do exist and really get it out there right now. This is what our situation is. We need help. We need help in living expenses. We need help in uh, whatever medication costs, whatever your needs are. Get that relationship started and don't wait like I did to it was I was totally freaked out you know. Um,
1: So before we talk a little bit more about Nancy's List I had a question that came up in my mind that I really wanted to address too because I just turned 65 went on Medicare and heaven forbid Mm -hmm. that I was uh, ever diagnosed again because I'm out for 25 years but you know you never know. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What if you were in the middle of treatment when you went from paid insurance or private insurance to Medicare. How, how does that work? Do you, do you work with that at all?
2: Well, that's exactly where my situation was. In fact, oh. I, I can't quite remember the specifics, but I was, getting, I was diagnosed when I was 60. Okay. And I was getting these humongous bills, as I've stated, and there were other bills, too, not just for those shots, that, that were not being paid by insurance. And I was advised to take early Medicare um, I could do that. I don't exactly understand it, but someone—and I didn't do this—but someone on my team signed me up for disability. Mm-hmm. And if you sign up for disability, you go on. To, you can go on to Medicare. Okay. Yeah, Medicare that, is the best that thing was in the world, you were, me. that was
1: because you were metastatic at that time, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. But you know medicare from the people that i know has been far more generous in paying for these things than our private insurance companies have been oh wow okay well that's good to know so that's under good. this yeah yeah so um gives you a little a little hope that they will wake up to the needs the needs are enormous people can't do it Absolutely.
1: So tell me a little, a a few more tips um, that we need to really know about these financial burdens that we can perhaps either reduce or eliminate. Um, Give us some other tips. Do
2: you have some of those? Okay, that's easy. I like that part. Um, (laughs) Go to my website. (laughs) Go to my website. Uh, It's it's www.nancyslist.org. And you can find it pretty quickly. And there's a section called financial assistance. If you look in the menu at the top right, and if you go down there, it gives you many different categories of sources of support um, by specific populations, whether it's Asian Americans, African Americans, children, Latinos, uh, LGBT, teens and young adults, that all is is broken down and specific programs for those populations. Uh, There's also a section on general living expenses that helps you from everything from getting wigs free and counseling for job retention and assistance with, with premiums for health insurance, food banks, immigration, refugee services, mental health counseling, house cleaning for free. Yes. Uh, Just, All kinds of fertility preservation, emotional support, heating and cooling bills, payments, mortgage and rent assistance, nutritional programs—that's a big deal. Wow, there's a section on legal resources of people who are going through issues over that. There's copay assistance. There is a huge section on medication assistance. There are every pharmaceutical will has a program to assist either giving very discounted medications, or for free. Got to mm-hmm. tell, got to call, got to call. There are sections that I really like the most about free summer camps for children who have cancer as well as their siblings and their families. These are free. They're all over the country. You would be amazed how many people don't even know about these camps. So mm-hmm. we gotta, we got to tell them. There's also, Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. These things, yeah, that's great. There's a huge section on scholarships. Or children who are people who have gone through cancer or have lost a loved one to cancer, mm-hmm. particularly for breast cancer. Mm-hmm. That there are many, many scholarships available for cho- um, young adults who have lost a parent, lost a mother to breast cancer, or have had breast cancer themselves.
1: And I've even heard Being of scholarships really, for college for um, yes. uh, young people yes. who have lost their mom to to cancer or their father, probably too. Yes,
2: yes. That's, a, big, that's amazing. Big list, yeah. A big list, and they're very generous. There's a huge section which I'm really promoting right now is retreats. There are a lot of very beautiful places that have retreats for cancer patients and their loved ones. Most of these are free. Again, there are a lot for the breast cancer patients. There's, there's things like uh, going into the hills of Montana and going fishing together. Yeah, you know, all right. The- Loved, That's amazing. Love that. So um, let, me, yeah. let me ask you a
1: question. Let me ask you a question about um, like complementary tr- uh, therapies, for instance, like acupuncture, things like that, that, that can really help reduce the side effects of treatment, things like that. Right. Are there Are there helps for those? Because many times normal insurance or regular, you know, right. private pay insurance doesn't necessarily cover things like that.
2: Okay, you've just given me a great idea because most of the people, most of the listing are people who have come to me and asked to be put on the list. Um, I haven't had a lot of pro bono alternative practitioners signing up, so I'm going to go research that. Thank you. (laughs) I need that.
1: Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, That's, because there, yeah. there's definitely some some need for that because some people, of course, you know whether it's um, acupuncture is is probably the f- first one that comes to mind um, can mm-hmm. be very helpful for for side effects and for relaxation and that sort of thing um, after treatments or um, even you know. Um, Physical therapy that might not be covered um, for, like, you know, chiropractic. I mean, there's all sorts of things that can be helped. Mm -hmm. I know when I got um, off of the surgery table and was healing from my double mastectomy, um, my back was so boogered up from, from, I'm sure, being in every possible position you know on the table and you know i didn't of course go to chiropractor at that point but i do now on a regular basis and i so i really do understand how how important that can be to your healing to your overall health so yeah same things like that would be helpful i'm sure
2: i think that's great and i'm sorry i've neglected that one and i will Get right on it, I promise. Yay!
1: (laughs) Well, good. I'm glad I can (laughs) help. It's easy. I
2: just need a lead, and then I think, oh, yeah, there's more to do.
1: Oh, there's always more to do, isn't there? there? My goodness.
2: So much to do. There are a couple of other ones that are important, are free lodging and free transportation for people who are out of their their own communities where they're going for special care at a different place. A lot of those. I broke it down by types of cancer. It's another area that I got to work some more on. Another one that's really important, and I get so many requests for this, are wish fulfillment organizations, mm-hmm, particularly mm-hmm. for people who are terminally ill. And right. uh, people think that we have funds. Nancy's List doesn't have any money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to, to okay. Well, and that's that, a good clarification.
1: But you're finding the resources and making them available for the patients and the advocates out there.
2: Yes. Perfect. Yeah. So that's that's how it's going. Um, I'm sure just like you just did, you know, I'll get led into another direction and I will, you know, I have a pretty big following of people who, who are participating in this project. So checking in with them to say, hey, who's, you know, who, who can afford to do a little bit of pro bono work on these areas? Because and a lot of integrative oncology programs would support that. I hope.
1: Yeah, I yeah. would. I would hope so too. Yeah, that makes sense. So, how about like nutrition and exercise and things like that? Obviously, those are things that that uh, are encouraged when you're going through therapy, but but even more so after to to hopefully yes. uh, reduce the rate
2: of in- recurrence. Okay, well, thank you very much for that one too. Um, I don't have that on my list, but I'm going to put that. But here's what: when we, when I was setting up Nancy's list in California, uh, we set up, we did a community call to action because I was living in an area in Marin where there was a very high incidence of breast cancer and prostate cancer. Right. They didn't know why, and they they were exploring this like mad. Like, what's going on? This is a kind of precious community where everybody gets very involved in these things. They Good. were even pulling up the football field to see, was it the soil? You know, um, at one point we were told it was because the women drank too much white wine. Oh. <laughs> we didn't believe that.
1: No, <laughs> that's funny.
2: But as a result of this sort of call to action, we set up free... Exercise fitness programs for cancer patients. In well, we did some with the YMCA, and I think people should go to their check out their local YMCA's because that program is there. Livestrong has some of these programs in different locations, but if there's not one in your community, let me know, and you know I can contact the, the source that we developed and see if they can expand it to the area where they're needed, but those were terrific. And we, we did our yoga classes, and we did um, Tai Chi, and we did Qigong, and we, you know, just all kinds of balance and restorative, um, how big balance is after cancer, you know, the laptop. Right, so right. So were classes on that. So that was terrific, and I think you'll see more and more uh, fitness centers having that component. And they're offering it for free with what we did at least. Um, Right, right. But I will also pursue that one because that is needed. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah. it's it's amazing how um I think if we concentrate on getting through the treatment, right, and then getting mm-hmm. our lives back together, um and that would include looking at our our diet and exercise and things like that to make sure that we're doing what we can to um, make a healthy body that hopefully will be uh, not. Uh, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? (laughs) It's not going to be a (laughs) cancer-rich environment, right?
2: (laughs) Well, I think the other piece, I mean, I was blessed. I had a person come to my house three times a week and do yoga with me, and quite honestly, I couldn't always do yoga. Sometimes it was just I was in bed, and she and I did breathing exercises. I just didn't have the choice to do that. But I think having exercise while you're in treatment, even if it's a simple breathing class, you know, something like that, um, may contribute in large part to a, a stronger remission.
1: Right. You know,
2: we're so engaged in getting through the side effects of cancer during treatment that sometimes we neglect these other pieces, which is just like taking walks, you know, or just. Breathing fresh air, you know whatever it takes to get a little bit of this sort of, as you and I both know, you know you lose your muscle muscle strength so quickly, oh, yeah. um, you got to restore that, and I think that should be part of how we go through cancer treatment that's just part of the treatment, you know yeah. really addressing the the exercise, as you say, yes
1: so okay. now you I'll mentioned, go, you mentioned I'll go your commu-
2: for some freebies. <laughs>
1: Right, right, right. <laughs> so you mentioned your commu- community really um, uh, got on board and did this call to action. But are, is Nancy's list available for people really all over the place? Uh, it sounds like because you're on the on the website, and so we can um,
2: reach that really anywhere. Well, the website, you know, the whole project has evolved. In, in many ways at one point I had a club for kids which is one of my favorite projects that I did in California I'm not living in California right now and I have not been able to create it here in Texas but it was it, it came to be because I was seeing people in my psychology practice and all of a sudden it just it's the serendipity of everything mm-hmm. I was getting these kids come in and say, and one little girl, I will never forget, who came in and said, you know, my daddy just died of cancer. My mother has her second bout of breast cancer. Um, this is a little girl who had been adopted from Mexico. And she said, if my mother dies, does that mean I'll be an orphan and be sent back to Mexico? Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, boy. The other little boy came in and said, uh, my mom's dying. Of cancer, my dad is drinking like a fish, and I can't make him stop. Help me, tell, help make help me to help him stop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just thought, oh my God, you know this is so big. And so I started a, a, a club for kids who were either children who had parents who were going through cancer, children who had their own diagnosis, or Love someone who had cancer deeply, right, mostly right. what I said the first group. And we went on adventures every weekend and we'd go so, to sporting events. We'd go to the beach. We'd go everywhere. But what we did most profoundly was sailing every weekend.
1: Nice. And being
2: near the water, this was San Francisco Bay, um, on a big boat. All of this was donated and volunteers and everything mm-hmm. like that was so healing for these kids on so I many bet. levels. Nobody got sick. We're so worried these little kids are gonna get sick. Nobody got <laughs> sick. They they formed friendships with each other. They supported each other. They laughed. We had feasts. They ate. They loved the food. Um I love their it. parents cried. Um, they all went to started going to camps together in the summer and kept those relationships going for a couple of years. That's it was an amazing, amazing special thing. And so what what, what, I can, well.
1: see, what I can yeah. see about this yeah. too is, again, you're taking a break from cancer. You know, obviously the fact yes. that the mom may be still dying and the dad still may be, you know, dealing with his issues around that, um, at least you're taking mm-hmm. a break from cancer. So um, before we go on to the next topic We need to take a quick break. So stay tuned and we'll be back in a minute.
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. For Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today.
4: When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again. With the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states, giving you the freedom to To dream, to dance, like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless.
1: Welcome back. We've been talking about the financial impact of cancer with our guest, Nancy Novak. So, Nancy, I understand you have a book. Tell me, tell me about that.
2: I have a book. Um, Isn't that amazing? And you, too. You have a book.
1: I do, too. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, at, At one point during, after my process, treatment was over, I realized that one of the most difficult things for me was that first night, and I was in Stanford Hospital, and um, my friends and family had left for the evening, and I was just like holding on to this incredible experience, and all the fears came in. Mm -hmm. Um, I had met my doctor that day. And he, as I told you, he was splendid. He walks in water in my family. (laughs) But he said to me something um, that has stayed with me, and I think you'll know why. Uh, He said at one point, you know, you have a very bleak diagnosis and a pretty, pretty tough prognosis. But I think I can help you, and I am with you. Mm. And those four words set up such a trusting relationship for me. And mm-hmm. I just so believe that he really was sincere in every way. And he has proven to be, we still have a connection. Uh, we both celebrate every year that I'm still alive. Um, but I stay with me because it, it was like, I am with you so, so much. So when I started thinking about this, I, it, Another serendipitous moment, a lot of people started writing in and saying, I want to tell my story. I think I can help and all kinds of words like that. And so I put together a book with 42 other people who are mostly cancer patients. Some of them are healers or care, pardon me, caregivers, my son, my sister, um, and spoke to the newly diagnosed patients. That's exactly how it's directed. And these people give that feeling of hope and um, connection and understanding that I think I was looking for that first night. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the book came to be, and there are these 42 stories, some by very well-known people in the cancer world, like Rachel Riemann. I don't know if you're familiar with her work, but... Other people, but it's mostly very authentic stories spoken by uh, people who really do have gone through it and know how to talk to a newly diagnosed patient. I've been very fortunate in getting this book into many different hospitals. Uh, UC San Francisco has has placed the book in new patient packets when the woman or man is diagnose that ch- the person is given the copy of the book and that's a goal of mine to see that that happens all over the place um just to give you one last bit on this when my doctor said to me when all your friends the first night when all your friends and family go home and you get completely hit, lost your mind here's my home phone number call me
4: mm. and i did.
2: oh how precious that's wonderful. Number.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that two and o'clock in the morning. you was know. as
2: generous then as she always was, you know. No, that's like, precious. Mm-hmm. That tells mm-hmm. you a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I wish everybody had. Yeah. So
1: that's the name of, of your book is I Am With You Love Letters to Cancer Patients. So when you said mm-hmm. that, I am with you. That gave me goosebumps. So obviously that is a fabulous title. And again, that sentiment of not being alone. I mean, that's basically uh-huh. what Breast Friends is all about is making sure that you're not alone in your journey. And right. and again, that is such an important piece of it. So that's a that sounds like a wonderful way to again encourage that person. When they are feeling alone, when they're really not alone, um, and they can they can really get a lot from all of these other people's um, stories. So that's fabulous. Now I mm-hmm. have to say. My book is Thriving Beyond Cancer because that was the hardest piece for me. After I got, you know, into my treatment, now I didn't have a stage four diagnosis. I had a stage two diagnosis. So I Mm -hmm. I kind of put my line in the sand and didn't really deal with the death and dying part of it. I just needed to get through the treatment. And I remember Mm -hmm. getting back to work after 11 months and feeling like such a fraud because I was still dealing with side effects. I was I didn't have the stamina. I was like, can I even do this again? I mean, I just, you know, it was just a very odd time. So, so I think for me and a lot of women we talk to too have a hard, hard time kind of getting their lives back together. And so right. it's interesting that your your book is kind of like at that very beginning piece of it, and and mine mm-hmm. is kind of at the end when you're trying to mm-hmm. pick up the pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
2: I love I love that. Yeah, I think and that's so, true. I think you know we've got to start somewhere. And we've got, and you know, as you say, when people are out of treatment. Their friends kind of think, "Oh, you must be fine." Oh you yeah, know? you're done. You
1: must- uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and
2: and they you don't know. And they don't different. pay attention to you anymore. You know, the, yeah. the the tuna casseroles don't come to your door once you're out of treatment, right? Exactly, exactly. So, tell me, what are your future
1: plans and goals for Nancy's List and your book, and you know, all of the wonderful
2: things that you've been involved in. Oh, thank you. Um, I think I'm, you know, I, I'm one of those people that that, I'm, sadly or positively or negatively, I see a need and I want to fill it. But what I've come to is two things. I really, really want to get that book into the hands of the people when they need it. Uh, people mm-hmm. still carry it around because it is like their little bible and they carry it in their purses. It's not that big. I a love book, but, that. Mm-hmm. Um, a, but I, I really feel it's important to help people out at the beginning. And uh, so my goal is to really connect with all the cancer centers and get them to fund or the book or to get corporations to fund the book, placing them in their hospitals of their choice or their doctor's offices or wherever they're needed. That's number one. Number two is, as you pointed out, I have more work to do. On my research project, okay, <laughs> and I think if you haven't you and I have another conversation, you'll help me out to think of an- yeah, it. I'm happy to do that <laughs> so I want to do that. I'm going to need support, you know, just as as to get more more people involved in sending me um, the information or the resources that you know about. I have to put the, that out to the the universe that I and welcoming anyone yeah. who can offer something to that list.
1: I was and wondering how you did ways. that, because that's a big job to find all these resources. Yes. <laughs> it's
2: a labor of love, believe me. It and is. Yeah. Oh, my, yes. And it needs support in a lot of ways. It needs support in distributing it to everyone who needs to have it.
3: You mm-hmm. know, and
2: it's, ha- you know, it's a web thing, so it's always being updated. It's not something I can print into a book.
4: Right, so, right.
2: One of my ideas is to get into the new patient packets, as I call it, a card or something that tells new patients to go to the website for resources. I haven't figured that part out yet. Yeah, you might be able to help me, but something <laughs> like getting that information that's available Um on one source. it's It's been highly recognized and appreciated by a lot of people so far. So I think I'm on to something that's really needed in the community mm. and uh, just having to, to disseminate the information most effectively.
1: Right. And, you know, it's funny because you're kind of in the generation I am in that, um, you know, using the web to market your business or your foundation, um uh, it's it's tricky. You know, I I know like the standard old school marketing methods, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to learn learn more of of the newer stuff and, and it's tricky, as we know. You know, it's uh it mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot of work and it's a big learning curve for, for those of us in, in our
2: generation. <laughs> well yes. And it's you know, one of the things is keep, is updating everything all the time. Yeah, You know, yeah, anytime exactly. I put something wow. out like I just did on the retreat, I had to go back and and, and study each one of those uh, retreat organizations to be sure that I was in, in 2019 application dates rather than what they put out for 2018. You know? so, right, yeah,
1: right. A so, so I need it's a lot of work. by the
2: way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, so do I need you have resource. volunteers that, that help you with that?
2: <laughs> I'm going to find them
1: okay yeah. good good i th- it's, it's it's about time, I think you need to do that because this is that is a big job I can imagine and and the more the more that people realize that there are these resources again, you're asking for them to give you like if they've happened on a, a wonderful resource, then they you want them to contact you if I understand correctly, so you can add that to your list,
2: yes. Yeah, I will put that out to my community and, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully I'll get more resources and then I will get some assistance, you know, and it's sure. really then it's the whole question is distribution. What's the best well, and most effective way to get it into not only the hands of the patients, but to those people who are doing the social work or the patient navigators and all those exactly. wonderful, wonderful overworked people. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so true. Well, we're coming up on our the end of the show. So, if people uh, or companies want to contribute to your list by offering resources or any other types of whether it's financial help or um, volunteering or any of these kinds of things, how would they do that?
2: And you can go to the website. I think it's a great website in lots of ways and inspiring. As I said, www. Nancy'slist.org. There's no period between Nancy's and list, okay. and uh, you can see a lot of places on there contacting Nancy or whatever through, you know, just direct email, and we can talk about it. And it would be great to make those what? connections.
1: Wonderful, really helpful well. to me. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we hope you get some uh, good leads out of this, um, this uh, broadcast. So I just want to thank you for being our guest. I mean, you've been an amazing guest. I think you've had some amazing foresight. And I guess my, my opinion of why you're still here is God had a plan for you. You know, God had something that, that was much bigger uh, than you Um, just getting through your cancer. So I really do appreciate the fact that Uh you're so passionate about this and, and you're really offering some very valuable information to our listeners. So we definitely appreciate that. And so I want to also... Um, Just remind you that Breast Friends is the one who puts on this show, and uh, if people are interested, they can certainly donate to our cause as well, which is breastfriends.org. We have thousands of monthly listeners. And we need to, if we want to keep this program going, we do appreciate that donation online. Uh, If you go to our website, there's a big blue button. On the right-hand corner there, you can also do that. We also have a Breast Friends app. And that can be downloaded for free from the Google Play Store or the App Store. And so we want to make sure that... um, Your questions can be answered and then we can also uh, communicate through that app as well. So with that, we'll be back next week. And until then, there's always hope and we're here to help you find it. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Please join Sharon Hennepin and Becky Olson again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. There is always hope and we'll help you find it. We'll talk again next time.
3: Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel.